Welcome to another edition of our podcast, Two Guys and an Opinion. My name is Richard. And my name is Vlad. And today is the 7th of May 2021. Good morning, Vlad. Good morning, Richard. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, thanks. Not too bad. Uh, very good. So we promised, uh, was it last podcast? I think we, we, pro- we promised this isn't going to turn into the ransomware show. Um, well, it feels like we're promising every podcast <laughs> the same thing. Every yeah. podcast we keep saying we're not going to talk about ransomware all the time. But not all it's the so time. topical. It's it so is. topical. It is right in your face. And uh, as I keep saying, uh, the attackers have found uh, a very clear line of sight mm-hmm. to monetization, which is why this is becoming so popular and so prevalent. It is. It is. And some people, um, yeah, we talked a lot last week about um, one of the primary vectors, email, but some, uh, but some people, um, it, well, yeah, you, you go for it. I mean, yeah, in, yeah, in, in terms of in terms of an own what, an own goal, <laughs> how about this well, one? This look, is an absolute okay. beauty. So, so, this, so this is not. Yeah, this is not uncommon because I mean. Um, we, we talked, like you said, last week we, we said, you know, 90% of the time the vector is email, and mm. which is why we discussed, you know. Social engineering what, and email. Social yeah. engineering slash email, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Phishing and everything else. But, you know, in, 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 in this article uh, this week, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, and this is, you, you can see this. Yeah, you can, you can, you know, students... You know, we, shall we say we've all been there? Yes, we've been there in the um, past, maybe. We all remember, uh, what was it called? Pirate Bay. I can't remember. What was that site that everyone used to use to get software and music from ages ago? Na- Napster. Of course. Napster. What happened to Napster? They tried to go legal, didn't they? Yeah. All legit. Well, yeah. And then everybody said, well, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, anyway. Yeah. So, a student, so a student attempted to pirate uh, some very expensive uh, software for data visualizations. Mm. Uh, for you know, student part of the European Biomolecular Research Institute. Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> uh, while uh, trying to download uh, the crack for the software, uh, the student also downloaded uh, the Ryuk ransomware onto his company laptop. Well, the the, <laughs> the university university. Uh, well, maybe his own laptop, but the, the, definitely the laptop was connected to the university yeah. or or to this research institute. The network, yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and and you know, uh, effectively uh, causing a ransomware attack for for this institute, which, you know, uh, again, it, it sounds as if they were uh, somewhat prepared because they, they quickly uh, con- contacted the Sophos Rapid Response Team, uh, who then responded and neutralized the attack. You know, having said that, mm-hmm. though, it, it it took them, you know, it it took them a a week. Uh, and, and a half, uh, they've they've lost data. It took them a week and a half to rebuild their, their their servers, and then trying to restore from backup. And 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 so that's that opens up an interesting mm. point. So so your options once once you have been compromised, your options are either pay the ransomware, which seems to be happening, and we'll talk a little bit about mm. this. Again, uh, it seems to be happening. Or you know, b- because you have been, uh, because your your systems are encrypted, you don't have any other choice other than we'll just rebuild yeah. everything. And now the question is: Is it going to be a week or two weeks or three weeks? Depends a number of number of things, right? So it depends on how quickly you're prepared for. Do you have uh, all the equipment available to be able to rebuild? Mm-hmm. You know, and and so. Uh, it, it's it's it be, it becomes a major issue now. In this specific attack, it was not an email, uh, which is which, like we said, is 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 the usual uh, vector. It was actually a an RDP session. Yeah, they say they um the 
uh, yeah, the details of the um, so he was running RDP or or, or at least his credentials um, were, were, used, yeah, were yes. sold on a marketplace on a, it's called UAS I think the marketplace the one of these underground marketplaces where there's just there's hundreds of hundreds of um, yeah uh, gathered, uh, harvested credentials um, for RDP servers around the world selling for as little as th- as little as three dollars a time it's madness. Um, yeah, but but it's a. Di- I think we should re- remember. We should we should try and, and you know, just mark it mm-hmm. for me. Mark it. Uh, th- this uh, th- this 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 value, right? So so three dollars, right? Yeah, said? roughly about three dollars. Some of them, you know, yeah, only th- three dollars. Some of them. Now, when you when you think about the investment versus the payout, mm-hmm. and 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 in and the direct payout, um, you know, like I said, because this is a almost like a this isn't. Uh, somebody harvesting information and then trying to sell it and you know this is a very one-to-one relationship between the attacker uh and 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 the mm-hmm. prey um you know for three dollars getting getting credentials with a potential payout and we'll talk about the numbers a little bit later as to what now are the average numbers of a mm-hmm. payout you know you can see why ransomware is becoming so so interesting for attackers yeah, yeah it's all very and, and organized gangs now. This is organized crime now. We're moving into organized crime rather than just general, yeah. you know, ransomware attacking. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. I mean, the guy in the um, yeah, the chap from the rapid response team at Sophos, he was basically saying it's unlikely that it's the same people behind the, the pirated software malware as the same ones that, that launched the actually then launched the the, the Ryuk attack. Um, so yeah, because the, the credentials were bought bought online. Um, you know. It's so straightforward. Anyone, anyone could then, you know, as soon as you got this, you got, you know, RDP is obviously accessed directly onto a server, and then you just literally get on the server, download the ransomware, and you know, job, jobs are good. Yeah, server yeah. Or, 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 or server or an yeah. endpoint it doesn't matter, but it's it's direct access yeah. to the Very device. Good. You're on the device yeah. running, which is which kind of you know loops back to our conversation in in the previous podcast. It starts running with elevate or any privileges available on that on endpoint. that machine. Yeah, yeah, and. On that machine, right. Now, if if they were running, you know, proper, um, what we believe is kind of some of the, what should be, you know, bread and butter services of the future, when, when you're talking about kind of getting yourself to a, getting your organization into a permanent state of readiness for these types of attacks, um, if they were running pr- proper privileged access management, so there's... Um, at any one point in time, there is no, there is, there is, um, there is no uh, elevated privilege until you need it. Until you know, in this kind of just in time, what's called a just in time access. If they were running that kind of system, then, then yeah, the the the, the ransomware would have encrypted that one machine, um, but it wouldn't have been able to spread. It wouldn't have been able to t- kind of hijack the privileges of that of that account and then go lateral internal into the network. Um, would would have stopped dead. And again, not not to sound not to sound you know. Uh like like some sort of U.S. movie <laughs> announcer, but it's like you know you, you use the word future, yes. right? You know, it's like the future is now. <laughs> no, it's it's not the future. It is the, now. No, privilege, right. privilege access management has been around for it years. Has. Yeah, uh, the, and 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 um, providing the relevant privilege mm. or revel, relevant access uh, based on 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 what the user needs. Is is best practice and has been part of security architecture design f- forever. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It, these are not new concepts. It is just that we are not adopting these new concepts, or or, or these concepts. We are not. You know, we're not um, anymore investing time in the right architecture and design. And on top of that, we're not administering the environment correctly because everybody's just jaded. 
just get on with yeah, it. Yeah, there's a lot of ways that particular this particular attack could have been um, could have been prevented. I guess. I mean, even just something as basic as you know, uh, secure. Why don't you just buy the software? Yeah. Well, first, uh, first of all, buy the software. But it's you know, it's an impoverished student. The software was a couple of hundred dollars, I think. So you know, you, you know, either buy the software or don't do this. But you know, even if the university had implemented you know multi-factor authentic or authentication for for RDP sessions, that would have stopped the attack. Um, so now we're going to open a whole social <laughs> debate here because I, I absolutely agree with that in the sense that, you know, if you are trying to make a profit, mm. whether it's through software or anything mm. else, uh, through students, mm-hmm. then our entire so- social <laughs> setup is wrong. <laughs> but I, I will not go down the rabbit hole. I will I will pull back. I'll pull yeah, back. yeah, yeah. Anyway, but that, yeah, we just thought that would be a, this is an interesting one to talk about, that there are there are many, many ways to get infected <laughs> uh, by, by ransomware. And again, it just shows, you know, had there, had there been a, um, uh, I don't know, I guess, you know, a, a, a drill at some point or some kind of um, testing of what, what would happen if we did get hit by ransomware, how, how would it proliferate through the network? What would we do? Those kind of things. Then, then uh, yeah, they they may have been in a better place. Um, this particular university, but um, like you say, they they did get they did um, mobilise the Sophos rapid response team fairly. It seems fairly quickly, um, but they still took them like you say a couple of weeks to kind of clear up. But if they, yeah, as I say, if they if they had um, privileged access management, or if they had multi-factor authentication on RDP sessions, you know, all these different types of things um, that that um, certainly would cost le- less than a week of disruption and losing, you know, a week of research stage and that kind of thing. But I don't know. We uh, we are yeah. We don't want to sound too preachy, but um, these things can be avoided. So that brings us on to the. Uh, it's not it's not brand new news, but it's something that I think um, is uh, we wanted to talk about. But this is the um, the ransomware task force. It sounds very Hollywood again, but um, this is a U.S. led. Uh, coalition i guess of uh, of of nations and uh software companies there's about 60 or so um kind of well-known uh global uh cybersecurity vendors um software companies um and uh, yeah and, and 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 governments across the world they have come together um and launched this uh, ransomware ransomware task force um the aim of the task force is to develop a robust plan to tackle the global ransomware threat through deterring and disrupting the actors whilst helping ensure organizations are equipped to prepare and respond. What does that mean, Vlad? What are they actually going to do? <laughs> well, I, 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 to be honest, I think, I think the first thing is I think yes. we should welcome the fact that, that there is a, a task force uh, coming together at least uh, to look yeah, at this the, problem. The, the right? threat has been, we've been recognized at a, at, a, at a government global level, which is good. Which is something we've been talking about for a while now, didn't we? we, we we've yeah, been saying is. this that that you know governments and 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 industry needs to come together, and it appears from the list of mm. people uh, joining the task force that it's exactly that, and it's it's very positive to see that there are uh, people from the industry joining the task force, and it's early days, and yes, so you know it does sound like something out of the big four. You know, uh, mm. a bit, a bit PR, but I'm, I'm, you know, I, I'm very, I'm, I'm positive that this is, this is in the right step, and, and, you know, they, they've, they've categorized the problem, mm-hmm. uh, which is how you, you know, you start with identifying what the problem actually is, and it's, it's a really good read, uh, and I think we should add this to the show notes, um, yeah. and, and, and link, uh, link for, for, for this. Uh, uh, f- uh, for this article, because it has some really good information in there about you know the stats, the, the you know it's just incredible. 
you know yeah. if if you if you and 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 they give a very clear at least early days but very clear framework as to on on which to build which mm-hmm. I think is good, you know, uh, which is a four-part type framework. I joke about these frameworks because they always sound like <laughs> the typical, you know, plan, do, check, act. But it is, yeah. you know, it's it's a really clear, and, and you don't want this to be a very complex, complicated approach. It's, it's you know, I like it. It's, you know, it's deter, disrupt, prepare, respond, right? Yeah. And they go into some detail uh, as to what organizations could do, what they plan to do, um, and, and it's a collective approach, which, which I'm, uh, uh, which I like. Yeah, yeah. It's um yeah as you say at least at least uh, steps are being taken and it is and it is you know back, backed by government and there's some clear frameworks and there's even um uh, the N- the NCSC so this is kind of the UK um, National Cyber Security uh, Centre so they they are um, part of this task force as well um, and they've uh, I was just reading it um, earlier but they've they've launched something called the NCSC Early Early Warning Service which is quite cool so in terms of um, what steps are being taken so the NCSC you can actually sign up to this service now. Um, and they will actually deliver deliver feeds specific to your organization um, where they can actually um, they will uh, notify you if they see um, an, an active compromise of your system starting to sign to happen like a DDoS attack or that kind of thing or that one of your one of your machines is part of is is has become part of a botnet or you've got vulnerable ports open that kind of thing you can actually sign up to these to these services for free. Um, so they're actually being pretty. They're being pretty, pretty proactive about it, which is again a good step. Um, but it's not, you know, it's it's well, it's a great. This step. is this is to complement your existing threat intelligence products, and, and shouldn't be used in isolation. Blah blah blah. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> but but it's, I I, th- I think it's 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 a great welcoming step, and and yeah. and it's great that they that this is being provided and it's provided for free, mm. and it shows. Uh, on one hand, the seriousness of the problem, mm. and on the other hand, that you know finally. You know the, the collective, and I'm calling it a collective because it is the industry, and there's a and and, and there is a part that organizations themselves, like you said, need to play. It's mm. not just going to be okay. Well, that's fine; they'll take care of us. There's things that organizations need to do, and that's what we talk about when we talk about the permanent state of readiness. So there's a really good part of this article where they talk about the ransomware kill chain, mm-hmm. and effectively, again, very nicely breaking it into two parts. The, you know, the so-called pre-exploit and post-exploit or pre-event and post-event. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we talk about permanent state of readiness is is getting you to, as best as possible, A, to be able to detect anything happening during the pre-event. So the reconnaissance, anybody sniffing around your network, trying to create, uh, you know, a, a shell or, or breakthrough or any, any kind of intrusion and being able to detect that. So really getting yourself ready. Mm. For for spotting any of the recon- what we call reconnaissance or you know uh, part of of an attack because all of this is happening prior to the attack. Yeah, there's, there's, there's uh, yeah the signatures and the patterns and the behaviors of, of what people what people or gangs are doing. Um, if yeah, yes. and yeah, when they're about to when they're about to launch a and, launch and, a and it's, it's good. Yeah. And it's good that you use the word gang because because what's uh, one of the other areas that this article covers really nicely is ransomware as a service. Mm. So now you can see that, and we talked about this before yeah. as well, uh, where you know there's all, there are almost S, well they're not almost there are SLAs mm. if you wish w- willing to pay enough yeah. that, that guarantees the execution of an attack on your behalf. Yeah. So this is really organized now, uh, and therefore. In our messaging, uh, you know, there are a number of things that organizations need to do to be able to detect a pre-event, mm. you know, during the reconnaissance. Um, but equally, 
in our permanent state of readiness also to to get the organization into a place that should the pre-event be successful, mm-hmm. that when you are in, in the, what is called the post-exploit or during the event, um, uh, you know, an attack, that you are minimizing the mm-hmm. impact. So to your point, Richard, when you started to talk about uh, privilege access management, just-in-time access, you know, there are some best practices and yeah. tools to put in place to minimize the impact of this attack. And being able to recover as quickly as possible because, you know, by being in this permanent state of readiness, what we're effectively saying is your response to a ransomware attack should not be... Pay it. Absolutely pay, not. Yeah, and again, we ransom. talked about it before and insurance companies are... are um, Insurance companies are are helping to pay ransom uh, where um, I don't know which which ones we should probably find that out actually and uh, uh, I don't know. Um, well, uh, interestingly enough, interestingly enough, the, the insurance companies are are, are covering uh, cyber uh, as part of cyber insurance. They will cover in case yeah. you've been compromised, you've been attacked. So or- organizations have been using that to be able to yeah. Yeah. cover these costs. And and that but comes out of the, it's, it's, the insurance. Yeah, I just and, find it's uh, just crazy. I mean, surely, surely they can see that this is just proliferating the problem. You're fun. You're funding the gangs to for the next attack. Well, there's got to be someone going. No, we are not paying your ransomware. <laughs> paying your ransom. I don't. I don't think having been having had the having had the <laughs> the the pleasure of of sitting at boards at board uh, at uh, executive meetings uh, as as an executive and having these discussions. You know, nobody goes out there saying, you know, what are we going to do? We're going to do nothing. Just cover ourselves with insurance. We'll be okay. What the insurance does is is exactly that. In the event that something does happen. Now, the understanding usually is, okay, we will cover ourselves with insurance. But the teams, in the meantime, are doing the best they can to be able to get us into a state where we're going to minimize the impact. Because I can tell you for a fact that every year these premiums are being reviewed from both sides, both the insurance companies, and I'll get to that in a minute, but also by by executives yeah. internally because it's cost. So from an executive perspective, what can we do to minimize the cost of these premiums? Yeah, Getting ourselves into the permanent state of readiness. Now, what's interesting from, from the insurance companies is the, because the risk is now so high, I believe from next year, the insurance companies are going to want to see mm. real validation of your, of yeah, your, your security in, posture. In, in tools and products and, you know, how can you actually prove that what you've bought is working, is relevant, is, is you know, reducing, your, reducing your attack surface, reducing your Absolutely. ability to be compromised. And it involves, I guess it involves people as well, training, all those kind of programs. But but what it's not going to be enough no. uh, is just to say you, you know because because we we can clearly demonstrate uh, you know our if you know when I was an executive I could clearly demonstrate here's our investment yeah. in security here's our investment in the firewalls here's our investment in vulnerability management here's our investment in intrusion you can demonstrate all of that what what what, what we couldn't demonstrate mm. well how effective are these tools yeah. have you done have you validated all of this investment have you yeah. validated the implementation have you validated this the quality of the security uh, posture. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the answer is, for most part, well, you know, we do a penetration test, <laughs> maybe some red teaming. And so what we're actually saying here, as part of our permanent state of readiness, a message out there to to organizations and to our listeners is, you, start, you need to do more than that. Yeah. You really need to be, A, doing the best practice, B, doing the investment, and three, running drills. 
running uh, drills on continual basis because yeah. every, and the reason week, why we say yeah. well it, it the reason why we say continual uh, rather than being prescriptive whether it's a week well, or yeah, a month, yeah, just, yeah. It, it's because uh, your change is continual yeah there are new there are new uh, what was the stat we had the other day 400 was it a day yeah 400 new malware strains Roughly 400 uh, malware strains are, are, are kind of discovered or, or created uh, per day on average. And could, I mean, you've got to stay on top of that. You've got to stay on top of that. But, but even, even, even if you think about the, the other uh, element of this, so, so if we take the malware out for a mm. moment, just the sheer size of organizational and technical change that occurs, mm. you know, if you, look at, uh, if you look at organizations, they'll run anything from you know, big organizations can run up to 100, 120 projects mm. a year. Yeah. Now, these 100 projects a year uh, will have a technology element to it. There's no project today, I think, in organizations, you know, 98% of these projects will have a, a technology element yeah. to it. That is a change that needs to be managed. And, and, it will, um, uh, and change inherently brings risk with it. It brings risks because because of you know change brings risks. But then you know by by implementing new technologies into your organizations, you are you are also bringing in the inherited risk with that technology. Mm. Yes, you know that which links back to the four hundred vulnerabilities that are discovered yeah. per day. So, you know when you start to break out the numbers, it starts to be a re, you know it's it's a really difficult problem. So, which is why we keep saying, if you get yourself into this permanent state of readiness mm. mode, uh, you're on top of it all the time. And there are tools and there are processes and the right people to be to be all aligned in order yeah. to achieve that. Yeah, 100%. Because some of the stats it's are mind, yeah, it's boggling, it's isn't crazy. It? Yeah, it is. It is ridiculous. So this, this um, how do we think this ransomware task force, how are they going to be uh, effective? What what? If we were running this, Vlad, <laughs> this ransomware task force, what, what would you do first? I mean, it's all very good saying, uh, you know, it, it, we, we, it's, we, we, we must come together um, as the good guys and, uh, you know, governments and, and, and we've, we've written these plans and frameworks and recommendations. But what can, you know, what are the, what, what is the, I don't know, what are the, what can they actually do like today um, to start, to start making ransomware Less effective, less um, you know, less commercially viable for these for these criminal gangs. What what to do about it? I mean, you can't suddenly go right. Let's um, you know, let's you know, let, let, let's start kind of um, you know taking taking down um, you know cryptocurrency wallets and sites and things like that. You can't. It, look, it's a really it, it's a a great question. <laughs> and, and a terrible question in equal measure, in the sense that Thanks it's very much. no, no. In a sense, and I, I'm saying that with with, uh, with with a bit of fun, but it's really yes. difficult to answer. So, so, yes. so a, a positive step was this first step. We we put a task force yes. together, and 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 this is the first paper, I believe, which is mm. which is a really good paper. Um, and so now, the, the the problem here is that all of this will inevitably drive cost for organizations. Yeah, and this is where organizations are, you know, are going to find themselves a little bit apprehensive because what you're hoping is the findings. I mean, if you look at some of the stats, criminal criminal succeeded in encrypting the data in seventy three percent of the attacks. That's a really big number. Mm. And so you've got some real numbers here in this first analysis that we can start to measure the improvements over time, which is great. Mm -hmm. um, what needs to follow with this is that the same organizations that are involved 
need to work with the government to, to bring in uh, the best practices, but these best practices need to go further. And they, they need to be adopted by by companies. Because, for example, and I'm picking on Microsoft because they're just easy to, you know, whilst it's easy to pick <laughs> yeah. on Microsoft, they, they are yeah. really good at cleaning up their own mess. Because I don't know many organizations that have a, such a, you know, the Patch Tuesday mm. on top of their patches. But at the same time, you know, they're very happy to release software out there that is full of holes. Yeah, yeah. You know, crazy. which they kind of come, you know, on one hand, I'll just, you know, a product that potentially is full of holes, but then I'll worry about it through Patch Tuesday. But at least they have a Patch Tuesday. At least they do have that, yeah. And they do I it really well. And their products like WSUS linked in with something like the System Center Configuration Manager is a really good way of of uh, actually uh, resolving uh, those issues in a, in, in a Microsoft environment. The problem is once you step outside of Microsoft environment. Yeah. Um, so, so the next step is, you know, these, these uh, recommendations need to turn into... Um, you know, need to be at the level of compliance. Yeah. Right. But that's going to drive cost. So it's yeah. going to be really difficult for smaller, uh, you know, for small, medium organizations to comply with some of these things. So yeah. there has to be a balance. Right. Yeah. And and this is why we're saying for small, medium organizations, you've got to start thinking about how do you get yourself into this, what we're calling permanent state of readiness, but how do you get yourself into the space where you are really trying to do the best you can you know, yeah. and, and there are some really not necessarily expensive ways to 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 be sensible about how you design your architecture. Does everybody really need to? You know, do you do you understand what permissions your users have? Do they have the right level of permissions? Mm. You know, do you know where your data is? Is your perimeter secure? Are you monitoring for anything going on in what we're calling a pre-event? Yeah, a yeah. pre-exploit around. You know, are you, some. Yeah, and there's some really good. Yeah, there's some really good stuff on the um, even just the um, yeah the National Cybersecurity Center, the NCSC's website. There's some brilliant stuff on there um, in terms of guide guidance. You know, actual you know step by step guides for like you say for like pu- public sector and um, large and large medium and small organizations about what to do, how to mitigate malware and you know ransomware attacks. It's all about preparing. You know, because you know, once the ransomware is little, you can do once the ransomware's in and doing its thing. Um, if you're not ready, if you're not ready, or if you haven't run kind of drills, if you haven't, um, you know, uh, done reg- made regular backups, you know, then uh, it kind of yeah, the the, the um, yeah, the horse is bolted, as they say. But yeah, so there's some really good stuff. We'll put some we'll put some links um, to all this kind of stuff in the in the show notes. We should definitely put links stuff. because this is and what, what's amazing about this. This is uh, you know, this information is 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 incredibly good and it's free. Yeah, and exactly. so that leads me to believe that the problem actually. You know, when you when you look at your your typical you know uh, people process technology, where we're lacking or where organizations are lacking at investing, mm-hmm. is actually in people, mm-hmm. because a lot of times they you know you 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 the value of people is underestimated, and and organizations would rather some most of the time you have these conversations. If I invest in this piece of technology, mm-hmm. how many business cases out there? Say, invest X amount of money in this piece of technology, and we're going to save Y amount of money mm. by reducing 11 FTEs, 3 FTEs, yeah. 7 FTEs. Now, you, you're losing the people. Yeah, it's crazy. Now, it, and this is where I keep you know, going back to it's, it, the culture, right? You need the people because they need to be on top of that. And the technology alone isn't going to save mm. the day, right? 
the same way that you know because because you know when when you have when you have saved 11 FTEs I can guarantee I can guarantee that, that the people that do remain a are not going to be jazzed about coming to work. <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah, they're looking and, over their shoulder for the who's going to get whacked next. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, they're not going to be jazzed coming to work, and they're not going to be on top of all. So, so even if you put the best tools in the world that are telling mm. you there may be a pre-event going on in your environment, I'm not really looking at it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we really need to reconsider this whole idea of how we're just treating the people in our organizations. I will leave it with that this yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's perfectly, no, perfectly, yeah. I mean, we, we we nearly got through an entire podcast without you saying the word culture, but, you know, it's... A, it's I cannot. <laughs> it's all good. I think, I think, I think we should, you know... <laughs> yeah. We, do you remember we first, when we first started this this this, uh, this the series, we had drinking words. We haven't done drinking words for ages. We should just have a standing a standing well, rule think, that culture people, is a drinking word, I guess. I don't know. Well, I don't know. I, to be honest, I think ransomware seems <laughs> ransomware to be the drinking drink, word. You know, people, will get, people aren't going to get hammered if we have ransomware as the, as the drinking word. <laughs> well, we're, what we're telling our listeners is, listen to the podcast, yeah. um, choose your drinking word, yes. depending on how much alcohol you would like well, to consume. Exactly. Either ransomware or culture. So, so on a scale, yes. on a scale, like if you really want to get <laughs> whamped, go for a word like ransomware. Yes, but please do enjoy your drink responsibly. <laughs> of course. Pub- of public course. service notice that. Good. On that bombshell, Vlad, um, I think we've, uh, yeah, I think we've covered a few things uh, this this week, uh, ransomware again, but um, yeah, I, the, the ransomware task force, we shall be keeping a close eye on on them and the output from that from that task force and and um yeah and uh, hopefully um yeah hopefully we shall start to see the uh the proliferation of ransomware and the and the successful attacks in inverted commas will hopefully we'll start to see them uh, wane over time but uh, yeah we shall see so on uh, yeah uh, thanks for listening uh, please uh, do subscribe leave a review tell your friends but for now Vlad it is goodbye from me and goodbye from me Goodbye.